Family guy. Welcome to the GNA Podcast, Games, Nerds, and Alcohol Post-COVID uh, Edition. I actually, I did actually have it. Like I said, I said last episode, hey, I might, you know, I might have COVID. No, I don't know what I got. I got something. I don't know what I got. No, I actually tested. I, I was, I, I'm not one of those people who just go out and say, hey, I've got COVID because I feel bad. Nope. I went out. I got tested. Came back positive. Um, uh, O2 stats dropped into the 80s, you know. Pass it, almost passing out whole nine yards fucking covid central i am so freaking glad that i got vaxxed i d you and i were talking about it the one uh one episode like a few episodes ago if i did not i swear to you i probably would be dead and we would not be talking right now how am i like surviving because i think i actually had covid like long before the vaccines like i had like one of the original strains I, how do I keep surviving? I'm like on the half half foot into my deathbed. Already. Yeah, I think that's how you do it is because you, you've been in the military. They've injected you with every experimental vaccine known to man. So you literally yeah. just like it's like it's like Mr. Burns. It, everything's trying to kill you simultaneously. You're actually not immune. You're a very delicate ecosystem. And if one thing goes only slightly off, you're dead. Yeah, but it's all jammed in the doorway at once because it can't all quite get through. Yeah, exactly. Mr. Burns. Yeah, I think that's what's keeping me going. Well, you heard him. We got D here tonight. Um, we're also being joined by Aaron the Destroyer. Aaron, I have no clue why you keep coming back. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm ugly as sin, so it sure as hell isn't that. Oh. Uh, you know, well, I have a lot of time. And also, it's fun. I don't know. It's fun. I know you guys are all like, oh, yeah, we're all assholes and shit. But, like, I am, too. So I kind of, I seem to, like, mesh well. So I'm like, I found my people. They're just a bunch <laughs> of assholes in this one place. Like, I well, found it. Ironically, a lot of us actually come from up in that area, too. So I, I think it's just it's one of those like regional things. <laughs> it feels like home. <laughs> you found your drinking buddies. We're all just scattered across the states. Well, I'm always glad to have you back and I'm glad to have you back, D. I know we got to do actually a super quick episode tonight um, for a couple of reasons. One, D has got to be up in the, in the morning because he actually works. I don't know. He's like he's in the government and he actually works. Like that's an oxymoron right there. I don't I don't understand that. I'm I'm a conundrum. That's that's what yeah, I am. It's it's really weird. But anyways, we love you that you're here. We're glad that you're here because tonight's topic is I'm actually just gonna quickly uh, tease it is tabletop gaming. Um, um, it's like our top tabletop game stuff. Uh, and I, I just I wanted D here. That's why I'm 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 pushing for this because he is my tabletop man, and and I I love him for that. So. We got. We're gonna try to blitzkrieg through uh, our thing. Thankfully, we've got a short cast tonight, so it's gonna make it a lot easier to keep this down to a, a reasonable time scale. When we always when we have more people, it just ends up being a, a lot longer, and not not a bad thing. It just ends up being a lot longer show because you know everybody's trying to get a word in edgewise, and everybody's always got something interesting to say. Um, but 
uh, first segment, what are you drinking? Uh, I am going to start off because I am super lame. I am recovering from COVID, so I am not drinking a goddamn thing. I am drinking a plethora of water. That's what I am drinking. Um, as soon as I'm done with this, though, be prepared because I am probably going to drink myself blind. Um, I think you're pretty lame, too, D, because you got to get up in there earlier. Are you drinking anything? No, nah, I just kind of like water. I had some raspberry ginger ale. I mean, uh, like I said, I got a raging headache. I'm all beaten up from uh, dealing with a flood earlier, so... Shit, man, that sucks. Well, Aaron, I hope, I hope you are going to be our redeeming factor on this show tonight. Are you drinking anything with us tonight? Oh, I sure am. I have uh, my regular. I have the Guinness. Oh, love I have uh, hot chocolate because I was freezing, so I was outside shoveling. And then I have water because you always need water. So I have three. So I got all of it covered. I just want to. I got. I got to say this because I didn't say it the, the the last couple times you were on. Guinness is like my go to drink, my go to stout when I just want to sit down and chill. Like I'm going to sit down and chill and watch a movie, or if I'm just chilling with friends or whatever, it is literally my go to because it is stupid creamy, stupid easy to drink. And I, I got to ask this question because everybody who doesn't drink Guinness or has only had like one or two always says this. And I always scratch my head. Do you feel that Guinness is a heavy beer, like a thick, heavy beer sits in you like a rock? Um, absolutely not. It doesn't seem any heavier to me than when I drink Bud Light. But like, I know that it has to be a little bit, but I don't really I don't feel it as being heavy. I'm glad that you said that because I've never found Guinness ever to be like a heavy. But I've heard people describe it as, oh, man, that's a meal in a can. It's like eating a cheeseburger. And I'm just like. What? But have you ever had a black and tan? No, I haven't. Uh, so I don't know what that is. If you look up a black, just get, when you get a chance, look up a black and tan. It's it's Guinness and like another. It's like a Guinness and a, and a lager typically, or Guinness. I think it's Guinness and a lager because Smittix is a lager, Harp is a lager, um, and it's usually Bass is a lager as well. But it's usually um, it's a lager and then Guinness floating on top of it. And if you look at it, if you think about it, Guinness floats on top of the lager, which means Guinness is a lighter beer than whatever is underneath it because it floats on top. So that's like. Sorry, although ironically, it's a little heavy on me. I mean, I still like it and drink it, but it just feels a little bit heavy. Um, Don't know why. I mean, my my uncle's absolutely obsessed with it. My go-to drink is usually Hefeweizen. Yeah, and I I don't like – this is a personal preference. I don't like super sweet beers, and Hefeweizen has always been a very sweet beer for me. That's my thing. I like the sweet beers. <laughs> and do you like sours? I do. Not yeah, as okay. much. Not you as much. What? You know what, though? I hate sours, and I don't like sweet beers. So that you even like sours makes me think that maybe it's just like a taste palate thing. I think it is. Um, Wait, wait, all right, I'm digressing, and I said it was going to be a short show. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, uh, State of Games. State of Games is where we talk about what we played for the last week, or we just pontificate on how we feel gaming is today. Um, I'm going to go again, because also I'm a bit lame. Uh, was totally down with the sickness, uh, literally. So I didn't really play anything. I jumped on, and I played, like, I, 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 I did a little bit of Destiny 2, because my clan was looking for people to finish out a raid, and I, I, that was, like, literally all i did um actually i jumped on seven days to die for a little bit to get um get the horde day done and i checked out another game night of the dead 
that uh, Wolfman had talked about a lot. Wolfman's uh, over at Grindhouse or Grind Street. Crap. He's going to kill me for not remembering. But he's, he's, he's another guy that uh, chills out. He's, he had a podcast. He's a streamer. I don't know if he's what he's doing now, but cool guy. Cool guy. Uh, but D, what's your state of games, man? A little lame. I haven't been doing too much gaming with all the overtime, but I've been playing uh, Terraria with my kids. You know, because I just, nice. it's a go to uh, relaxing game for me. I've been playing some of the classic Final Fantasies on my Vita. You know, when you got it from the PlayStation Store, like the one, two, you know, four and five type deal, you know. So I've just been playing through those, you know, kicking oh, yeah. back and relaxing. So nothing too crazy. No, that's, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. Did you, uh, did you read the news that, uh, the devs of Terraria or, or whomever have like done some super optimizations for it on the Steam Deck. So it's supposedly going to like work fantastic on the Steam Deck. Yes. And also one of the things that one of the problems it had is because I like to play like on the Nintendo Switches with the kids is it was not optimized well for the Switch. It was very glitchy. They just pushed a new update that added a whole bunch of content on the Switch and it cleared that up. That thing runs a lot smoother. Dude, that's I mean, why I be- haven't played on the Switch. Well, it used to be like when you get out of it in the Switch and you just try to get out of a game, like say, okay, let me let me save and quit. It took forever to save and quit, and sometimes it would kick you out and glitch. It doesn't do that anymore. It, you know, you, okay, let out. It just takes a couple seconds and whoop, you're out. Had they and fixed it, the it, frame rate issues? Much better. It's much oh, better. Oh, fantastic. Not perfect, but it is much better than it was. So I, I would say give it another try. They added a bunch of more content, you know, more things, you know. More items and weapons and, you know, monsters and other little things. Now there's even plants that attack you, too, here and there, like little flowers. Interesting. Yeah, so it's it's pretty neat. You know, the kids are really liking seeing the new updates on it, and I'm enjoying it, too, again. Bitchin'. What about you, Aaron? What's your state of games? Um, I've been hardcore into Bethesda titles, so Fallout 4, yeah. Skyrim, and ESO has been, like, exclusively what I've been playing. But like I just, I just got up, into uh, ESO. Oh, sorry. No, no. I just I, I just picked up Skyrim uh, Enhanced or Special Edition because I had the regular one. Yeah, so I've been hardcore into that. But like I just started ESO, so like I'm only a level thirty, and there's people running around like level two thousand something that have had this game for eleven years. So I'm like, oh god, I have eleven years worth of gaming to do this month. <laughs> like oh. it's hard. Yeah, that's so daunting. That's like that's like people like when they enter Destiny and shit. Um, and I just say that because I play Destiny the most. People just talk about how daunting it is now to try to catch up on content and they're vaulting content now. So there's like literal con- there, there's literal storyline that you can't access anymore. And it's like super frustrating. There's just a lot to do. And it's really hard to like tell a new person to jump into destiny unless they literally have somebody there to hold their hand throughout the entirety of it until they can get their legs under them. Uh, well, I feel like a lot of games like Destiny and ESO do it. It's like they want you to log in every day and there's like stuff that like, oh, you get extra experience if this is the first time doing a, I don't know, Destiny has like raids or whatever and ESO has um, like tournaments and shit, like battlegrounds. So like it wants you to do all this extra shit on top of like all your regular story missions and side quests and crafting yep. and all this other shit to do. So just like it's just it's like I like it and I'm going to get into it, but I'm not going to like devote my life to it to try to stay updated on all this stuff. It's just too much. Yeah, it's hard to stay valid um, in a game like that. And and the way they break it down is because like you the thing that that drags you into a game like that is like you hear about all the end game content, like with with raids and all this other stuff. And you hear about all this end game content. You're like, oh, man, that sounds fantastic. I want to do that. But what they don't tell you is that to get to end game content, you've got to grind 
you like got to grind through all this stuff and you think you could just jump right into that end game content and and you can't and it's like it's a letdown at times where you're like holy shit i i should be able to do this and i can't and i mean i understand that you know they got to make it like worth playing you know they got they got to have that carrot that's I've I've said this before on on different shows that you know when they make a game like that they have to have that carrot that carrot that you chase that you know that that one piece of equipment or that extra level or you know that one RNG role that you're looking for. Um, but man, that that carrot is sometimes really really hard to to like rationalize doing. Yeah, it's just it's just a lot. And I feel like for like ESO, like if you do battlegrounds, it's everybody under level 50 gets grouped together and then everybody over level 50. So like when I hop in at level 50, almost every single other player is going to be like level, you know, 1000, 2000, like whatever. And you just I, the, I'm not gonna be able to compete for hundreds of in game hours. Like it's just it's a lot. Oof. Yeah, that's brutal. Yeah, I mean, the only good thing that I think, um, Actually, no, no, because fucking PvP is trash. No, forget what I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I no, did I'm pick up a little PvP. something too the other day. Oh my god, I love the Clock Tower series. Like hands freaking down, I love the Clock Tower series. They're getting I, pricey, so I, I I got number three on the PlayStation too. So because the the uh, PlayStation One ones are getting pricey as hell. Dude, I was just talking to somebody. I was actually it was Wolf. Um, he was showing me his collection, I think last night uh, of his PlayStation One and games, and he's talking about getting rid of some. So, I mean, if you're looking for stuff and you're you're you know you're you're not willing to like try to rape the guy, um, talk to Wolf. He might have some might have some things that you're interested in of getting off him. Yeah, um, I usually talk to him quicker and more than I do. If you want to just give him a bug in his ear, I pay fair prices. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll next time I talk to him. Absolutely, man. Because I know that you collect. Because he had shown me his collection. I was like, holy shit. I was like, that collection's that that's like that's rivaling these over there. I mean, he doesn't have as like as much as you, but he had like a huge wall, and he had like two other, I think, uh, racks of it. So well, I, um, I've, I've trimmed down quite a bit. I don't have quite as much as I used to anymore, by any means. Yeah, but yeah, but he, you know, he had a he had a ton of stuff, and he it looked like he had some. He had some PlayStation One, Sega CD stuff. He, you know, he had uh, Genesis, Super Nintendo. He had he had some stuff. Nice. That uh, I definitely thought, I, I definitely thought of you. So yeah, I'll, I'll definitely put a bug in his ear for that man. Yeah, because yeah, I got money for it. So I mean, I'm not going to undercut him and pay him like, oh, I'll give you five dollars for that three hundred dollar game. No, I'm not going to do that shit. So. Yeah, no, and I'm sure I'm I'm sure I'll work with you because I think he just wanted to, I think he wanted to get rid of some of it because he's moving or trying to move. So yeah, I'll uh, I'll actually reach out to him tonight and just say, you know, hey, hook up with D if you're you know if, if you're dead serious about selling some shit, hook up with D because he's got, uh, you know, he's. He's a collector. Like he, he's not a reseller. He's a collector. So he will. He, he understands collector prices. Yeah, and I'm looking to collect, not to resell for you know. So I, I just want something in good shape. And I, I don't want to quite pay like the, uh, the 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 auction prices or some of the eBay prices, but you know. Well, yeah, they go, little, yeah they go a but little I mean, bit above me on, but but I mean, when 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 a game is worth, you know, if if you got a game that's worth. A couple hundred bucks. It's worth a couple hundred bucks. You know, I'll just pay a couple hundred down. bucks. It's worth a couple yeah. hundred bucks. Yeah, but there are definitely some inflated prices out there that are just fucking nuts. Yeah. Can, there's a, there's definitely some stuff out of my price range. I'm not I'm not gonna pay fifteen hundred for a cart like say Little Samson or something. Whether well, oh, or not yeah. it's worth it, I, I'm just not. You know, there, you know, there's there's a certain level of pricing where I'm like, yeah, that's out of my out of my range. But oh yeah, hundred percent. I well, mean, I was so tempted the other night. Um, it just talked me down from it. I was about to drop a thousand dollars. Really? On what? 
Well, uh, over at uh, That's Entertainment, you know, the game store near me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Remember the old uh, Sega CDX? The little yes. one that looked like it looked like a little yes. disc player? Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, I used to have one. Mine died years ago. They had a mint condition one, fully tested, in the box, complete in mint condition for $9.99. And I was so fucking tempted. I could have, too. And I, but Holy it was like, you know. Holy shit. I was tempted. And it's a fair price because they don't charge the eBay prices. They do undercharge. They do their value. But, you know, I was so damn tempted. I have, dude, I have not seen one of those in the better part of, like, over a decade. Probably the better part of two decades. Like, I haven't yeah, seen they, one of those in a long time. Yeah, they're hard to work on. You got to keep them running. And, you know, you can do some, like, you know, recaps of the uh, the capacitors because that's the biggest thing with Sega stuff is capacitor issues. But, um, yeah, it's hard to find them in the wild, especially. I mean, when I saw, when I finally got rid of mine, it had been broken. It had died out. And that's, you know, I, I sold it broken as is so somebody could repair it. You know, because I used to be pretty good at the circuit board stuff. But, you know, with the uh, neurological thing, I'm just, I don't have the coordination anymore. Mm-hmm. Keep toasting boards now. Well, let's get into the meat of what we got going on tonight, because that is what I'm like super excited about. Because I, this is this, you know, I've been trying to keep the show. Um, you know, I, I guess I've been trying to like change things up a bit. You know, not just always sit down and bullshit about absolutely nothing. Um, try to have some sort of topics that uh, that actually you know mean something to somebody. And like these are one of those topics that mean something to me because you can take this so many different ways. And in fact, you could probably do a four hour show on just this topic alone, but we're going to try to trim this down because I want to talk about tabletop gaming. And when I say talk about it, I want to like actually break it down to like our top three, like go round table, give our top three, give a quick discussion and then come together and see if we can agree or see if we can hash out, like an official top three for us. Um, because I just, there are so many different things that you go on tabletop and I will even extend, like when I say tabletop, I mean a game that traditionally was played on tabletop. Um, we can even like, I'll, I'll even accept like, let's say monopoly, but the best version of monopoly you played was on PlayStation four or some shit. Like, I don't care. I'll even accept that. But, so do we want to avoid like the typical like say you know you know like D and D obviously that's a big number one we all play it I've loved it for years that's a, like it kind of hands down everybody knows about it do we want to avoid the most you know basic oh, uh, <laughs> if I had a drink I'd have to drink now I Dick. know that's that's <laughs> but I mean do we want to avoid the typical like biggies like you know D and D it's like everybody plays everybody knows it should we try well, to keep it to favorites no, that aren't I, quite the same big one or just I, I mean if you if you think that that's if that's your top three. I would say let's make a case for it because you never know. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to eliminate something and then have like a commonality between like let's let's just for argument's sake talk about D and D. Let's say it was D and D, and you're like, oh, D and D's my top in my top second place, and I'm like, well, D and D's my top one place. You know that might that might limit our discussion because I might be saying, hey, that's top one. You're like, no, this game is way better than D and D. Um, so I mean, I don't want, I don't want to limit that conversation okay. really. I, I would say whatever you want to bring to the board. Just whatever. Okay. So everybody have a feel for what we're going for. So it's basically top three and then give us a why. All right. So who wants to start? All right. Uh, hey, I, I saw your start. hand move. Aaron, hit it. All right. So I, okay. So I don't know if this is cheating because I don't know if one of these counts. 
but it is played on a table. So my top three, I'm going to go with uh, Magic the Gathering is one. Ooh, nice. Um, This is the cheating one. Beer Pong. I don't know if it counts. It is a game. You do play it on a table. It's wicked fun. And then my third one, a lot of people haven't heard of, and I played the one from like the 70s. It's called Balderdash. Oh, yes. And I used to love it as a kid. I haven't played it in a long time. I have to find it in my parents' house. But I used to love that as a kid because I just apparently really liked lying to people. So like those are my those are my top. And I struggled to narrow it down. So, Dude, that's that's awesome. Dude, ba- I haven't played Boulder Dash in for frigging ever. I might even still have Boulder Dash. Yeah, I well, I didn't even know because I was so I was like Googling to make sure that I wasn't like forgetting anything from like my childhood that I thought was important. Like I had like a list of things that I had to narrow down. So I looked on Amazon and like apparently there's like new versions of Balderdash that you can get. But like the one that I had was like the old like purple box with like the like ye oldie looking scrawl on it. Yeah. And like the yellow, like the old like yellow paper. And now it's probably yellow, not because of dye, but because <laughs> yeah, it's it like, like script. Yeah, this, so, like, that's what we had as kids, and that's, like, what we played on with the original papers. I think we still have some of the originals. That, that is awesome. Damn, you know what? That's a blind side. I did not expect Boulder Dash tonight. Holy hell. Okay, so what is that in the order that you would that you would put them in? Is it, like, top three, or how would you order those? Oh, I really waffled on it. Uh, Boulder Dash, just because, like, the nostalgia of playing it as a kid... I think I'll probably move Balderdash up to two and put Beer Pong third, because I don't think that if I wasn't drinking that I would be like, oh, Beer Pong's great. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it can't be your favorite if you can only play it when you're blasted. And then uh, Magic has got to stay number one just because that's the one I play the most. I just got into it this year. I had never played it before. Bitchin'. So that's that's my order. Magic, I dig Balderdash, it. and Beer Pong. I dig it. Man, I haven't played Balderdash. Dude, we ought to find a virtual version of Balderdash or like throw it on, on tabletop simulator or something and like and play that shit. Because I have I dude, I haven't played it in forever. And I know I loved it. I know I love that damn game. It was damn. just wicked fun, man. I just I, for, OK, so if somebody listens to this and they don't know what that is, basically, it's a game where like you get a word and there's like the real definition and then everybody's got to make up definitions, right? That's basically the gist of it and um so that's what you do so basically it's just you trying to bullshit and lie to your friends um about the definition of words and it can get really funny or like you know inappropriate wherever you go with it but it was it was fucking awesome when i was a kid it was like the best and that is a game that you play with all phones aside nobody having a digital device in their hand it's one of those things like it's like getting into arguments with people who just google everything and it's like you know, like when you want to have a discussion with somebody, like you ever have that where you're like, you want to just talk to somebody and just just downright get on a level and just talk with them. And you're just like, oh, well, there's this. And they're like, well, that's not true. And you're like, oh, I'm pretty sure it's true. They're like, oh, no, that's not true. And then they Google it and they're like, well, no, it's specifically this. And you're like, all right. So I was off by like a syllable, dude. All right. Really? You're like that. That's your argument against me now is I was off by a syllable. Like we can't just have a discussion on it. Uh, confession, I used to be that person. Like, I would, like, I had to be right, so I would argue everything. So, like, I had to train myself to, like, stop doing that. So I totally get it, and it irritates me now, but, like, I used to be that person that would, like, get right down to, like, the grammar of what you said. 
I was unbearable. Yeah, like, and and I can like, and I enjoy. I, I love an argument. Ask D. I love to argue, but I love to argue as in the, hey, let's discuss this out. Let's argue. Let's 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 bring ourselves to a higher level by having a counterpoint and then talking about it and then a cordial debate a debate yeah, actually yeah debating i you know i call it arguing because that's in my mind that's what it is we're arguing but yeah a, a debate i think um, debating is just polite arguing with facts yeah yeah but i you know i've always i've always loved that and i've always loved that you know that 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 hearing somebody else's kind of side and oftentimes and th- this is, you know, this is a big secret, I guess. I don't know. Um, I play devil's advocate. Like, I will, I'll be talking to somebody. They'll be telling me something that I agree with 100%. But I'll try to think, I'll do the same thing I do with myself, which is I'll think of the opposite argument and I'll try to argue the opposite side, even though I believe whoever, whatever the person is saying 100%. But I try to argue it because I'm like, well, if I can argue this person out of their position, then maybe my position on it isn't 100% and I need to relook at it. And that's my my logic behind it. Uh, my thing, because I love I love to debate. I'll talk about anything. Um, my thing is like I just like hearing people with vastly different opinions than me because it's so interesting. And sometimes I feel like we get stuck in this like tunnel of like our own opinions, especially since people tend to surround themselves with like minded individuals. It's yeah, like when you chamber. just talk to yeah, so you just talk to somebody that believes something completely different than you, and sometimes it's just like blows my mind like oh i had never thought of this situation like that ever and that's like that's like the best kind of debate for me is when i'm just blown away so that's like me with moon fat every now and then um and now i've got to start questioning because sometimes i think moon fat is just shit posting and then other times i think he's serious but moon fat has a very vastly different opinion on things than me and i'm always interested to talk and i'm always interested to debate but i'm always like it's always one of those things of like, all right, I don't want to piss off somebody. I don't know. I, I, let's be honest. I don't care if I piss off somebody, but I try not to piss people off because just over the years, I've learned that pissing people off doesn't doesn't keep friends. Or could Moonfat be devils advocating you? He might be. And if he is like, that's totally awesome. And I would. That's I really would, though. I mean, like that's that's next level shit right there, and I give him total props for that. But uh, but that's like that's moon fat, and oftentimes like when I uh, when I talk to Damoc and stuff, he'll have a completely different view on something, and I'll be like, well, no, but it's it's this, and you know, we'll just it's I I I agree with you completely, and this is me trying to echo chamber. I agree with you completely. I love that. I love that debate. I love that counter discussion. Um, but I love it when both people can amicably walk away. And still be like, hey, yeah, we're still friends. We just had a disagreement. You know, it's like, you know, I can't I can't tell you the number of times that I've just been like, well, we'll agree to disagree. You know, we've literally been just going back and forth and it's obvious that our opinions don't match. We'll just agree to disagree. Um, and man, one time, one time a guy, a dude got so pissed at me because I literally just said that. I was like, well, look, it's like, we'll just agree to disagree. We're, you know, we're not getting anywhere. And he got totally bent out of shape. He's like, no, well, you're wrong. I'm like, ah, uh, okay. I disagree. Problem solved. Like, hey, we're done. Like, I, there's no point in us continuing. Uh, and they got super fucking butthurt about it. But, you know uh, what? It is what it is. Thankfully, that person is no longer uh, anywhere near me. That kind of just worked its way out, so. 
I had that happen with a stranger who I wasn't even speaking to. Was his name Karen? No, well, it was a dude, but maybe his name was Karen. I don't know. But I was talking to a friend in college, and I don't remember what we were talking about, but this stranger, like, didn't even come up to us to say. He, like, yelled across the student center and was, like, told me, like, that opinion is ridiculous. That's so rude. And I was like, oh, yo, hold up. I'm sorry, friend. And then I was like, do you want to come sit and talk with us? Because I thought maybe this is something interesting. You know, maybe I'm a douchebag, like, and I don't know it. So, like, I was like, yeah, come on, come sit with us. Like, you want to talk about it? And he just kept yelling at me and, like, berating me from the other side of the room. And I was like, all right, I'm sorry. Like, we're not going to agree. And he, like, would not stop. And he he ended up getting escorted out of the building. <laughs> so, like, that was the worst time somebody disagreed. But it was just so bizarre. And oh I don't even God. think we were talking about anything, like, polarizing. I think it was just, like, something weird, like food at the college or something like it was something really like normal it was bizarre like sushimi or sushimis which people who say sushimis need to die no i'm joking yeah i don't know what it was but he had he had some opinions man let me just tell you and they were all about how terrible i was and i was like i'm sorry i can't i don't know i don't think we're gonna come to an agreement on this one i think i'm pretty swell i don't know i'm sorry <laughs> do you have terrible taste in food it's, I'm not picky. I will eat garbage, so probably. Yeah, I don't have a leg to stand on with that. I eat things that are borderline inedible all the time. I have a problem. Huh. Uh, well, I mean, she's so just kidding us, so we gotta at least give her that. Is this a costume? Is, is Aaron the Destroyer actually a raccoon? I've been accused of this a time or two. Trash yes. panda. Mm, yep. Trash panda ninjas. I dressed right. up as a raccoon once for Halloween and kept taking other people's stuff and claiming it to be mine. So I'm not really giving myself a case. Yeah, I'm just garbage, really. Just all around. <laughs> I have dark circles. I eat garbage and I'm awake at night. It's pretty much that's me in yeah. a nutshell. It's just <laughs> whole personality. All right. Well, ba- back to the table. Talk, thanks for just a second. You said you just started up Magic the Gathering like the last year. Um, you and th- this is this is coming from like an OG Magic player because I-, I played it when it first came out and D's nodding because I know he was there with me. Um, Alpha and Beta, we were there. We played them. Do you find the, the that there are too many rules and too many kind of moving parts in Magic now? Or do you like too feel... Too many versions. Because they got like regular Magic, they got like Commander, they got some other stuff. It's like, I'm just sitting there like, uh, it's a lot more complicated when I was young than when I was uh, young. Well, I was um, trying not to sway her by like, hey, I don't like this, but yeah, I mean, that, no, that's no, 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 kind no, of no. I mean, I like it, just, I'm trying to get back into it after years, and I found that there's so many flavors, I'm getting a little confused. I'm not saying it's bad, I'm just saying it's like, just it seems like there's a lot more than there used to be. Um, so I, since I just started, I was kind of thrown into having 7 million different types. Um, I have only ever played Commander, so... Like, okay. I don't know if that's harder or easier than any other types, but, um, I mean, I, I don't know. mind I it. it once I figured out how to actually play the game, it wasn't that bad. I just approached it like I approach criminal justice classes. Like I'm just, I attack every card, like I'm a lawyer and I'm like, okay, what exactly does this mean? What exactly does this do? And then that made it a lot easier for me to figure out how to play everything. But, um, yeah, it was a steep learning curve at first, which is why I didn't touch it for such a long time. It just sounded like it was just too much, especially when, like, veteran people talk to you about it. And I'm like, I have no idea what you're saying. I don't know what any of this is. <laughs> like, just let me look at shit and figure this out. Like, I don't know what's happening. It's too much information. That don't you understand the us. words that are coming out of my mouth? That and what they did to us, like some of our OG players that haven't played in years. 
there was like a lot of abilities. It's like people are like ratting off all these abilities. I'm like, what the fuck is they talking about? Oh, this does this. And I'm like, that's Swamp Walker. That's, yeah, that's, that's first know, strike. They, like, what? Yeah, they, they, that's, they just renamed a lot of abilities. And I'm like, damn it. Yeah, that makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, that, that was my problem. Um, and that's one of the reasons I haven't jumped back into magic. Uh, that and I have an addiction problem when it comes to trading card games. But one of the other reasons was that, uh, like, it was just like, I had a very solid knowledge of how to play magic and trying to jump back into it now. I was looking at like, what the hell is half of this stuff? And people, you know, like b- before it was like, hey, here's the stack. And there was only certain ways that you could interrupt the stack. And there was, you know, you always you always resolve the stack, you know, top to bottom, you know, bop, 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 you resolve the stack. But now it's like it's like like they've got some weird infinite combos and shit and i'm going holy crap like people sit down and think of this shit this is this is next uh, like this this went beyond fun for me and into like i'm fucking working here not that it's a bad thing i love magic don't get me wrong i bring a bouncer and it's gone okay i'm gonna start playing the game i first got and you're dead (laughs) what exactly what's going on um, I think the biggest problem I've run into is so like I don't play competitively or anything. I don't play in tournaments. I don't spend a lot of money on it. I usually buy um, like I only have three decks and two of them are pre-built. And the one that I made from scratch, I had two of my friends that play in tournaments and one person that worked at a game store build it for me using the random shit that I had. Um, so like the biggest issue is like if I end up playing with people that have spent like thousands of dollars on a deck you're just not competitive with regular stuff and i'm not willing to dump money into it so i just can't win with those you know specific people i like to be funny with those like i just like to play for fun i I beat i I played like i built a whole deck around one creature before uh a sneaky homonoculus i call it the sneaky homo deck it was pretty funny it was a zero and four creature that couldn't be blocked. <laughs> so I, I I built a whole deck about him basically he was unblockable, but he's a zero four, and I built the whole deck about about basically sneaking him through and just pumping him up. It wasn't the greatest, but it was funny. Yeah, hey, that's the thing though, is if you're having fun, you're having fun. That's the important part. No, All that's right. fantastic. Alright, so thralls. let's flip around to you, D. So we heard Aaron's top three. What you got? Give us give us your top three. Number one, I don't think is going to be any shock to you, Cecil. I know because you grew up with me. Number one has got to be my favorite board game of all time, Risk. I love that game. Oh yeah, I just love I saw trying to you know be competitive, you know, trying trying to take over the world. Heck yeah, you know, taking over the world. It's it's in the blood, you know. <laughs> so I really enjoyed the competitiveness, you know, of, of Risk, and you know, and also like you call it risk. I mean, the uh, the roll the dice. Sometimes you can have the best laid plans and the best, you know, tactics. And if your rolls suck, that's it. You're without an army. Or you can roll fantastic. It's it's kind of cool. That little luck plus the skill combined. So, I, I just, I've always liked risk. And <clears throat> along with that, I mean, you could also say like a very close similar is like Axis and Allies too I enjoy because it's very mm. similar. Yeah, I, I would put those kind of like in the same yeah. real vein. It is. I mean, Axis and Allies is a little bit more complicated, but you know, I really like the classic risk. And there's a few cool flavors of it too. I mean, I play. I love to play the classic, but the Lord of the Rings one was neat too. I still have that one as well. We never finished that game. No, we didn't. <laughs> Number two would have to be uh, White Wolf's uh, Vampire the Masquerade. Intriguing. I loved playing the Vampire Masquerade. What version? You know what? Even though I like the original version best. Uh... The, vigil, the, the original Masquerade version. 
Well, there's like there's second edition all the way up to fifth fifth, fifth edition. There's yeah, like second edition. I mean, I, okay. I, I like okay. the okay. original that came out. Sorry, I just I was like, yeah, there's so many new editions. I'm not used to. I'm like. No, no, no. I'm, like I'm used I'm, to like the old school. I, well, I, the, the reason I ask is because in Vampire the Masquerade, there are stark contrasts and differences between like second edition and I think it's called fourth edition. It's actually yeah. called something different. I forget exactly what it's called, but there's it's the fourth I edition. I haven't played the newer. Yeah, I haven't played the newer. Yeah, then there's the fifth edition that came out that actually re- like rolls back to the more second edition stuff. That's why I wanted to yeah. be 100% clear on yeah. what you meant because there's a very big difference between versions. Yeah, I'm not used to the newer version. All I played was the the second edition, but uh, I, I really like the you know the, the old big green books. You know the classic books. I like the whole. I mean, I like D and D and D and D like games, but I'm a big horror buff. I love horror. You know, movies and all that stuff like that. Comics, books, H.P. Lovecraft. Yes, exactly. See, so that's the version I love. One with the rose in the front. And what's it, what's great about White Wolf is you know besides the horror, of course, that you know had all the really cool uh, the whole lore behind all the different clans. You had all these clans, different abilities, different lore. But I also like the fact that you can also take they had extra stuff. You, you know, Werewolf the Apocalypse. You can throw in werewolf, so you got werewolves. You can throw in mummy, and you can throw in like magicians and you know ghosts. So you can throw in even some more of the uh, the 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 fantasy and, and the horror in there too. So you can also add those other modules, and I just really like doing that because yeah, I've always loved D style games. But horror has always been a thing for me too. Very nice. Okay. I I I mean I expected to hear that tonight, just not from you. <laughs> <laughs> so so yep. Yeah, so those are the the top two. Number three, and then I've got an honorable mention. <clears throat> but number three, I would have to say, my wife got me hooked on because she loves it. Uh, we we just kind of experimented, played around. It's like this sounds really cool. We you know tried it when a friend brought it over. And it's a deck building game. Now okay. it's not like magic where you're ready, you pre-build your deck and you have it, you know, trying to compete and everything else. It's called Dominion. And there's a lot of different yes. it has so many add-ons, so many flavors. You know, what it is is it's it's a competitive, you know, you can play up to like, you know, four players, I think. Um, so you, you all as you play, it's like you start off with just a few cards. Mm-hmm. And you kind of, you kind of like, and, and part of some of the cards are like money, some of the cards are different like abilities and things. And you're trying to collect resources. And as you play, you collect more cards. You try to build your deck up to, you know, you can go for more of attack, more of a, you know, going more towards straight the resources. And you try to outcompete and play, you know, and, and, you know, you can curse other players or maybe you can, you know, steal something over there. And you try to build up your resources quicker and get an edge. And um, uh, at the end, whoever has like the most money or resources or whatever wins. But there's a lot of different ways and builds and start, you know, start games you can play, even with the core game. Um, so it has all the rules and has all the setup and everything else. So it's not too hard to get into. And you can always refer back to that. But you've got a lot of different modules now. You can add on all kinds of crazy uh, add-ons to it. So it's pretty it's pretty fun. And uh, honorable mention, I just bought again finally because we had some family members come over and destroy the game. And uh, they actually stopped making it a few years ago. Oof. And I was tr- And I was trying to find it for years. I wanted to replace it, and I couldn't. I kept, you know, finally I looked it up. I was like, oh, like, in, you know, a few years ago, they stopped making it. It's discontinued. Well, I spent a little money. I got online on eBay, and I actually spent a little money. Yeah, because now, thankfully, I only spent 90 on this, but it's going for, like, 180 But it's my favorite version of Monopoly. Okay. It's called Monopoly Empire. Holy shit. I have not seen that in forever. It is not like a regular Monopoly game. Instead of, like, say, just going around the board and collecting land, you collect, like, say, IPs, intellectual properties like Xbox, you know, McDonald's, you know. You're trying to basically collect businesses. 
And depending how big the business is, is depending how big the piece is. We have like a little plastic tower and the quicker you fill it up to the top, so bigger pieces obviously will get you up there quicker. You fill it up to the top, you win. So it, 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 it's a quicker game than regular Monopoly and you have it easier to define a definite winner as opposed to the whole, you know, it's a little bit more, you know, subjective in a regular game. It can drag on a lot longer. It's a little harder to get to an actual winner. But in this game... It's like Monopoly, but sped up and with a definite winner, and I really like that. And I, it, it, it only goes up to four players, so it doesn't go up to like the six or you know more that you can have in a Monopoly. But it, it's a lot of fun, and the wife and I love playing that. Very nice. Well, dude, I haven't heard that game in a while. God, I'm hearing games tonight that I haven't heard in forever, and that's awesome. Um, so my to- my top three. Actually, I'm going to break it down. I'm going to give you my third one first. Um, it's actually a trading card game, kind of similar to Magic the Gathering. Uh, it's a game that went out, I think, God, years and years ago. They don't even make it anymore. But it was called uh, it was called Versus. It was Marvel DC Versus. Um, it took a lot of different aspects of like Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh! and Magic. And it kind of took, in my opinion, like the best parts of all those games and then made them into a trading card game. Now, the cool part about it was that, um, like, it, it, whatever character you liked, you, you could find. So if you're a Marvel fan at all, you could find a character and get it. And I still have probably 2,000 some odd cards. I'm pointing at it. You can't see it, of course, but I've got like 2,000 cards still sitting over here because I've just never gotten rid of them. Um, I keep saying I'm going to sell them and then I never do. But, I think you still also have the deck that you put together for me or I helped build. <laughs> oh, yeah, probably. Too. It's probably still in there. I probably <laughs> never touched it. But, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a really fun trading card game. It was out. It had, a, it had a lot of steam for a little while. But like a lot of those niche uh, games, it, 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 it just died out. It just it came out at the wrong time. If it had come out back when maybe like Iron Man 1 first came out, it probably would have a lot more steam and a lot more people jumping on board with it. Um, I honestly don't know if they make it anymore. I probably should look. But anyway, I mean, the artwork was fantastic. The people just, just like when you see on most of these trading card games, the artwork, absolutely fantastic. Um, com- you know, very, very enjoyable to play. Um, and there were just some some really interesting. There were some really interesting ways and combos that you could do. Like the Sentinel deck was just friggin devastating for the longest time. And then Green Lanterns came out and the Emerald Knights deck was just fucking devastating. And it was just it was just it's a fun, fun, fun game. Um, my number two is actually, it's, it's kind of another card game, but it's not, it's, um, it's called gloom. Um, and I don't get to play it that much because it's, it's kind of, it's a, it's, it's not a difficult game to play. It's actually a really easy game to play, but the premise around it is a little bit more difficult. So you, you, the way the game goes is you've got different family members or, or different families. And each family is like, they're like, they're like the Adams family. You know, there's like, they're just really weird. Um, and you, you know, you draw cards and as you draw these cards, they have different events that happen on them. Some of them are good and some of them are bad. And depending on on you know, some, they, they have different card values. Basically, the goal of the game is to have every member of your own family die in the most horrific way possible. But that's, I mean, that's the simplest way of describing it. So, I mean, you can play the game with really no life whatsoever and just put down a card and say, "Yeah, I'm doing this." 
but kind of the point of the game is to lay the card down and then tell a story. So, like for instance, you have one of your characters. They go on a picnic and they put the they they put the picnic blanket on top of a beehive and they get stung. Didn't kill them, but they got stung and they're horribly maimed. Well, then you get a card that says they found true love. So now you've got to like, so, I mean, you could just put the card on top of it and be like, oh, they found true love. But the fun part of it is that storytelling part that I, I and D, you, you, know, you probably know where I'm going with this, which, which you're going to see my number one in a second, is that storytelling part of it. So it's like, yeah, they, uh, so that day they were going out for a picnic and they put their blanket on these bees and these bees horribly maimed them. But the ambulance driver that picked them up and brought them there just saw this spark in their eye and fell in love. And now you guys are getting married, you know, like just making up the bullshit story and just making it funny and, and just the whole premise of the game is just literally to get your characters or to get your family members to die horrifically. So it's just, so it's like, Okay. So it's like tech was deception, family and card game edition. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Um, it's 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 a fun, cute game. There's a digital version of it, and it's nowhere. Like, don't get it. It sucks. It's really a game that you want to play sitting around a table or even at a virtual desktop, and and lay the cards out, and like get that get that kind of flow going. Um. Which then brings me to my number one, which I'm actually going to expand it past what you said, but it's pretty much the same thing. It's the world of darkness. Um, I am actually all good with all of it, except for the line of it was called Vampire the Requiem. And that was that fourth edition I was talking about. Uh, the reason I love that 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 specific tabletop game um, is because it's centered more around storytelling. It's it's not like D&D, don't don't get me wrong. I love D&D. I, I love Pathfinder. I love um Middle-earth role-playing. I, I you know there I can I can rattle off a, probably a, a dozen more. I love them, but they always break it down to it's really more about combat than it is about role-playing. And that's what I liked about The World of Darkness, and that's what I liked about Vampire the Masquerade is that it's more it's more focused around storytelling. Um, things that happen in it are way more interesting, like the politics of what are happening or the mat, you know, the, the mystical creatures, um, you know, like why the hell are we being pulled to this airport that's surrounded by werewolves? And why are these werewolves so viciously guarding this airport? What the hell does this have to do with anything? What was this girl that we were, go we were supposed to go save? She turned into a friggin' silverback and tried to kill us. Like, what the fuck? So, I really always I, I've I, I've and I've tried to dive into because D and D is more popular, and it seems a lot more people want to play D and D than want to really play Vampire the Masquerade, and I kind of blame that on. I don't know, I'm I'm kind of pontificating here, but I, I kind of blame that on the the wake me up to roll people. Do you know those people? I don't know what that means. So. Like when you're, have you ever played like Dungeons and Dragons or Middle Earth role playing or anything like that? I played D and D once, so I'm not really well versed. Okay. Um, well, I don't know how. You, I'll, I'll just describe it. A typical session. So, you get people around the table. 
you've got the DM who's spent whoever knows how long prepping for the damn game. And they've got a storyline that they're trying to tell or, or a path for you guys to take or whatever it may be. And you get those people who literally just sit there and, you know, they're doing this. Uh-huh. And then you're like, all right, it's your turn. All right, I'm going to roll. I roll a 20, put my addition of this on there. Okay, I do this. What did I do? And they literally, like, they are completely not invested in the game whatsoever. They are literally just a, just wake me up for, wake me up for when I got to roll. And tell me, tell me what yeah. I did. Wake me up for combat, pretty much. Well, do we kill the village, you know? Yeah, like, wake me up for combat, but not, but it even extends farther than that. Because, you know, you'll be like, all right, you're in the bar. Um, what do you want to do? And they'll just be like, uh, I, I want to talk to this person and get information. And they'll roll. They're like, all right, well, what do you want to do? And then that person just 100% checks out. You know, it's like, I, I don't know. Maybe it's like a selfish player is more what I'm, I'm, I'm more irked at than a, a wake me up to roll character. Because I maybe mean, have kind of rolls in the same thing. But in, in Vampire the Masquerade, it's a little bit harder to do that. Only because if you're not paying attention to the story, you don't have fun. Like, you just, hands down, you don't have fun. Um, I mean, then again, you do have those people who are still like, I'm going to make a dildo bat and try to attack these guards with it. Zyber, I'm looking at you. There's a video game. It's called, uh, what is it called? The Saints, Saints Row. You get a dildo bat. That's probably where and you got like, the idea from. Yeah, it, it it all the end of it flops around and everything. It's very um very, you know, graphic in your face, but honestly, I feel like that would be kind of be hysterical in D&D to be like, "Okay, I'm going to roll a 20 and I'm going to bludgeon somebody to death with a dildo bat." Cuz like, what do you say about that? Like, yeah, nope, they got owned. Like they did that. That happens. And then you just got to you got to move on. That's exactly what happened actually. Like I was like, you know, cuz I I'm I'm one of those people that I'll let whatever that like if you're having fun as long as you're having fun as long as people are having fun and you're not taking away from others fun go for it like fucking do it if you're all having a good time let's let's roll with it all right yeah you made a dildo bat i have no clue how i'm going to stat out a dildo bat but we're gonna stat out a dildo bat and you just smack that motherfucker in the face with it that's what just plus happened fu plus five to humiliation uh, like yeah you know you know, perma damage, mushroom stamp. I don't know. You know, permanent disfigurement. There we go. But uh, yeah, so I, I mean, I've just, I've, I've always dug Vampire the Masquerade and just the world of darkness. And, and that kind of touches into what Dee was talking about, where you can have, you know, Wraith the Oblivion. You can have Hunter the Reckoning, which you are literally vampire hunters. You're, you're, you're hunters of supernatural things. And you know, it's always you can have so many different storylines in it because like one of the things that. OK, here's one of the things that disturbs me about D&D, &D, the evil character. OK. OK, so so the evil character, people don't understand the concept of an evil character. They think an evil character is an asshole character. That's not an evil character. An evil character is not somebody who walks around swinging their cot around because they feel they're better than everybody else. No, they just do evil shit. 
But a good evil character doesn't always do it all the time. Sometimes they're like the most evil people hide it and they're on the down low. Well, that's a smart evil character. Yeah, like, smart evil like, character. There's a thing like an evil character who's just an asshole. That's usually who we call, you know, the grunts, the cannon fodder. Yeah. And I always like when I've had evil characters in my parties, I've always been like, hey, guess what? You're going to die <laughs> because you're acting like a grunt and that's what's going to happen. But like, I like evil characters. I like and I like it when you have an evil character and a good character and you try to play that dynamic out because most people and this is just meant as not not pointing out everybody. Most people will meta the hell out of that. and They'll be like, well, I know he's an evil character, so I'm going to question everything he says. And then your character ends up becoming the asshole character because you're like, well, why did you do that? Well, because I wanted to. Like, why? I don't understand the question here. Because I rape cats. That's what I do. Like, that's that's my fetish. Why are you judging me? You know what would be, like, a fun thing to do? <clears throat> don't have anybody, like, say, it's like, okay, everybody picks, like, say, the, um, or everybody gets assigned, like, say, a, uh, um, an alignment, right? Most of the party will be decent and good. You have, like, one smart, evil character that says nothing about their alignment. And, you know, play with, like, the one in the group, kind of like the one spy in the group or the one douche in the group. But as long as they do it smart so they're not outwardly doing stupid shit, that could actually could play really well if you have the right people. Well, I've, I've tried to do that where you've got, like, the it's one tough, evil character who's not, like, and it always turn, and it always ends up being, like, the rooting out the spy thing. And people don't, you know, people always play that version. It's like, that's not where I was going with this. But, I mean, if you want to do that. No, no, no. No, no. Don't even inform anybody that there's one. Just say, you're not, you know, don't let, you know, if you do evil stuff, just keep it on the download. It's not like, oh, one of you is going to be evil. No, it's you just playing as if it's a whole party trying to save the world. Well, yeah. And, and like, that's, like, that's the way it should be. Like, just a whole party trying to save the world. And even if he's an evil character, like, in my mind, if you've got, if you've got a lawful evil character... And you've got, like, I don't know, let's say a lawful evil rogue. And you've got a lawful good paladin. Okay? You've got some motherfucker that you got to get information out of, and he's not talking. That that rogue just turns to the paladin and says, hey, can you run and, can you run and grab us some snacks, man? I'm, I'm kind of peckish. He leaves the room, and that paladin knows what's happening. Like, he knows exactly what's happening. He just turns around, he walks out. And then that rogue turns around to that person, and he goes, hey... Are you circumcised? And like that's like the scene end right there. We just do a roll and we say, okay, Paladin gets back. There was some heinous shit that happened. <laughs> and you're like, what happened here? He's like, I don't know. I was sitting there. He tripped. Next thing I know, his pecker's on the ground. Like, what was I supposed to do? I tried to help him. I got the acid to try to, you know, to try to cauterize the wound. I got the fire poker. How was I supposed to know the acid was flammable? It's not supposed to be flammable. like you could like that would be that would be a fuck that that would be a a, like a starsky and hutch type of thing like a a friggin' lethal weapon thing going on there no but anyway so so that's why i like um vampire the masquerade because every character in some way shape or form is evil you know whether you're whether you're a vampire who you know has to feed on people you, know, you can try to do the redemption story if you want, but every character in it is in some way, shape, or form evil because they're playing evil creatures. You know, they're they're playing inherently evil creatures. So you've you've got that dynamic going where you've got people who are trying to be good, but they're an evil creature. So it's just I I've always liked that dynamic more, and I think for storytelling, it really does make a, a really great thing. Alrighty, so we have got our top three from everybody. 
and I think we've heard some I think we've heard some some good reasoning on why. So you think we might you think we can consense on a on a top three or at least maybe well maybe even a top five. Let's extend it out there because I think I think it's worthy of a top five. Like I, I think we can. I, I got to admit, like I, I really enjoy Magic, or I really enjoy um, Vampire the Masquerade, but I know mm-hmm. I enjoyed the hell out of Magic: The Gathering when I was a kid. Same. So uh, I, I didn't stop until I think uh, just shortly after Mirage. Maybe it was Alliance as I stopped. So I mean, I, I'm actually, I'm actually willing to argue that Magic: The Gathering should should be number one for tabletop. Ironically, I actually started collecting them again. So I mean, are are you? Would you be? Would you say that Magic: The Gathering is good number one? I can concede for a good number one. What were you yeah, going to say? Yeah, I think it's a pretty good number one. Sorry, no, I didn't mean to interrupt. I press. I stuttered on pressing my button for some reason <laughs> to like mute and unmute myself. I don't know what happened there, but uh, yeah, I think I think I don't know which one is like the most popular, like statistically number wise, but I think Magic's a pretty good one for a number I, one. I I honestly think Magic: The Gathering should be number one. So. Yeah, it's not a statistic or popular. It's just our number one. Yeah, yeah, it's not, yeah, it's not, it's, it's, we're, we're, we're talking. Just, just three people talking around, you know, throwing the thing around some mics. Yeah. Um. So, what's your number two, Bay? Um, I haven't played it, but the one that you guys were both playing, I know that you picked different editions, second and fourth. But like, I think like story wise, it sounds like it's better than D and D, which is another super popular one. But I personally haven't played it. So I can't get, like, I'm not super for or against, but, like, it sounds like something really interesting for people who have vivid imaginations. All right. So we're talking va- Vampire the Masquerade for number two. I- I'm-, I'm okay with that. I'm on board with yeah, that. And-, and just for clarification, I was actually saying I don't like fourth edition. I prefer second or fifth, which they both are in the same, like, realm. Yeah. Fourth edition, they started making some weird changes, and it was called the Requiem, and, and just I-, I did not, I did not like, I have it. But I did not like it. Then I changed my answer to second or fifth. <laughs> final answer? Yeah, final answer. Once again, definitively final, not changing it. <laughs> All righty. Well, we got to come up with a third here. And I don't know. There's some There's some really great games here for third. Uh, and we've got wildly different, you know, different groups of games, too. But they're all great games. I mean, I could... I can argue Risk because Risk is a great tabletop game. Um, have you ever played Risk, Aaron? I did as a really little kid, but I don't think that we played it correctly because we didn't read rules or at least read them consistently. So I don't think we ever played it right, but I remember having a lot of fun. So like, it counts. <laughs> See, I've never played Dominion. So, or maybe I have. Did I play Dominion at your place? You did. You did like once. God, and I, I honestly, I can't remember it. To be like blunt, I just cannot remember it. Um, and I don't think, I don't know that anybody else has played Gloom other than me. No, but it sounds like a lot of fun. Like it sounds like something I'd like. Yeah, you know, next time I'm up, I got to bring Gloom with me, and uh, and and we got to throw down on some Gloom because that's, uh, or or maybe we can find a, a tabletop simulator version of it, and we can just. We can jokatively play around in there and see if it works. Not in VR, though. Could VR I, I, hasn't fixed that yet. I, I can channel my inner Edgar Allan Poe. We'll do some gloom. Yeah, it's fun as shit, man. It really is. Well, let's, let's check that out. Good. I don't know. I, I'm teeter-tottering between Boulder Dash and Risk, to be 100% honest. 
I so I, I don't know. I'm I'm biased as hell because I don't remember really playing very much of Risk, and I haven't played any of the other games except for Monopoly, but not even the Empire version. So like, it's hard to have opinions on things I don't know about. So I'm like, I'm stuck. Like, I don't yeah. want to just really heavily argue and then be like, but I have no idea what the other side is, kind of. I mean, aside from your descriptions. Well, fun, anyway. well let, let's go down here. All right. Fun, val- fun value for, uh, for risk. I enjoy playing it. The game is just super long. Like, I mean. It is. We, we've had like six hour really games. And that's like Monopoly. That's one of the reasons why I didn't pick Monopoly is because Monopoly, you can sometimes have like six, eight hour games, like games where you stop playing, take a picture and then start playing the next day type of thing. Except Empires is not like that. Interesting. Interesting. Next time you're up, because uh, uh, me and the wife love playing it when you're up, we're going to have to try a game. We're going to throw down on the game and see if you like it. I, I accept that. I accept that challenge, and I uh, I will get my ass kicked because you and your wife will gang up against me. I don't know. I don't remember Balderdash being, like, longer than a 45-minute or hour game. Yeah, I remember them being really quick, but I also remember it being, like, hysterically funny because a lot of times people would, like, throw out definitions that were, like, really bizarre, but because none of us had any idea what those words actually meant, like, it was really funny. So, like, I remember having a lot of fun playing it, and they were really short. But I think there's also something to be said for a game that you could sit down and, and play six hours of that's not, like, you know, a highly yeah. immersive video game. Like, that's something really yeah. special, I think. Yeah, the, that, that's also a very good point, because, like, it can get... And, and, like, there are sessions of Risk where it can go back and forth. Like, it's not... Like, with Monopoly... Monopoly, once, like, somebody starts to get a gap... Like it's it's hard to to fill like it's hard to catch up, but in risk you can get some lucky rolls or for the person who's winning some really unlucky rolls, and it can turn around real quick. So I mean like that game, like Monopoly, Monopoly doesn't have like that luck value to it. I mean it does because you're rolling around and you're you're randomly rolling on and hopefully picking up stuff, but risk has got much more of that randomness to it. Hence why I like Vampire the Masquerade and stuff, because it's got the, you know, the added bonus of, of luck value of rolling dice. Man, I don't know what. I, I'm, I'm leaning like it, it's basically one vote balderdash and one vote risk right now. You like, got to weigh in. Unless somebody else <laughs> has got a third, a, another option for third and they think is better. Beer pong. I'm just kidding. I, 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 I got to go with risk because you know you know I love my risk game. God damn! All right, now I guess I, I gotta I gotta be the the tiebreaker vote. I gotta piss somebody off. Oh shit! Not gonna pick me off. I, I, it, it's because there's a lot of good games. I mean, I mean, and I'm sure we didn't even touch. I'm mean, sure if we sit down and think some more, we'll probably have even more of those oh, yeah, yeah. board games. Well, that's why I said we could like go for four hours just on this topic alone. You know what, Aaron? I'm sorry. I got to go risk. I just, I got it. Cause I mean, and you bring up a good point. Like, like I, I brought up playing for a long time as a negative, but it's also can be a positive because like what other game can you really sit down and be interested in for that long? 
Yeah, like, I mean, I get it, because, like, I think about it in, like, Risk, you can play these six-hour games, and it wouldn't feel like a chore, but I feel like if I sat down and we're like, we're going to play Balderdash literally for an entire work shift amount of time, I don't think I'd be able to, like, I think it would start to, like, lose the appeal after maybe, like, hour two, or, like, during hour two. Like, I don't think it, I don't think it has that, like, longevity to it that, like, Risk or Dominion or some other games would have, or Monopoly. You know what? I, I think I'm I think I'm down on that. So I mean, well, how it turns out, ironically, is our top every single one of ours top one ended up in one of our top three spots, anyways. Uh, so I mean, Magic the Gathering one, we're saying Vampire the Masquerade two, and Risk three. So I mean, our top three, our top for each one of us made it to top three, anyways. So, well, there we go. There we have it. Our our. You know what's another great great board game? Hit it. Clue. Oh, dude, no, no. Ask my wife and, and my I, child. Clue is not a game you play with me. But why I bring it up is there's another version that's really neat that you should try. Oh, hit me. There's a Harry Potter Clue. They actually changed it up a bit. So it's it's Clue, but it's a little different. Look it up. Try it out. It, it, it's Harry Potter Clue is actually pretty fun. It's I, neat. I will check it out. Well, look here. Quick, we have it at our house. Quick story before before we, we wrap up. And I'm going to make this mm-hmm. super quick because I know you got to go, D. I know you said you only had an hour yep. or so. Um, my... My wife and child literally like they hate playing Clue with me. I'm really good at Clue. And I'm not I'm not look, if anybody knows me, they know that I'm not a guy who sits here and swings my cot around like I am the best at this. No, I'm usually the guy who says, No, you know, hey, there are plenty of people better than me. I'm really good at Clue. Um my uncle forever ago taught me how to play Clue. It's all deductive reasoning. And if you know Sherlock Holmes, if you've ever if you've ever read Sherlock Holmes, then it's all deductive reasoning. And my uncle who was literally a certified genius, taught me how to play Clue. And ever since, I've always, like, everything he's always told me, I've just learned and honed. So when we play Clue, I normally, like, when we would normally play Clue and everybody gets the same amount of cards and all that shit, I would normally, within, like, four or five turns, already know who's in the middle. And it would piss everybody off. To the point that my family now, when we play Clue, I don't get dealt any cards. And I typically know... What's in the middle? Usually either a turn before or on the turn that somebody else does. <laughs> and it still drives them nuts. And they think I'm cheating. Like they'll sit there, they'll have their 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 what's his face thing like this, and they'll like they'll look at me and make sure that I'm not looking at them, or if I do, they'll be like this. Or they'll mark it or they'll flip it upside. Like they'll do all sorts of shit to try to like stave me off from whatever cheating they think I'm doing. And it always drives them nuts. It was even funnier so, because God and Moonfat came over the one time and we were chilling out playing Clue and my wife and child warned them that I am really good at Clue and they were doing the same thing and every single time I was still winning. And they're like, how the hell are you doing that? I'm like, it's deductive reasoning. It's not It's not a difficult thing. It's, it's just deductive reasoning. And they're like, no, you're cheating. I'm like, how the fuck am I cheating? You mark the cards, dude. This is a fucking store-bought set. How did I mark the cards? Look at X-ray vision, that bastard. I feel like this probably turns into, like, like a legitimate issue at your house. Like, after you're done with the game of Clue, you're like, okay, hey, what's everybody... You know, we're gonna have dinner and sit down as a family, and then everyone just silently glares at you at the table. Uh, (laughs) Like this motherfucker. (laughs) It's... Dude, it's it's been that way before. Like, there's been... I've actually, when we've played Clue, I've been like, hey, look, everybody, I am not going to win a game for the first hour. So however many games we get in in the, in the in the first hour, I am not going to win a game. After that, I'm going to start playing. 
like okay and like i would do what i would do is i would sit there and we'd be marking everything up and like as soon as i knew who it was i would just turn my card over put it flat down and then i would just start randomly doing stuff and i think we were over at my brother's the one time and i did that we got all the way to the end and the person's about to guess and he goes i think it was my brother and he said all right i know i, th- I want to guess he's like who do you think it is and i said well i can't tell you that and he's like i'm going to show you mine this is what I'm guessing. I said, okay. He's like, you show me yours. So I, he showed me his. I showed him mine. They were identical. And he's like, how the fuck did you know that within the first five minutes of the damn game? I'm like, I, 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 it, I, I watched everybody and just figured it out. <laughs> so that's why you don't want to play Clue with me. But anyways, on that note, Aaron the Destroyer, where can people find you at? Uh, you can find me on Twitch, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all as Aaron the Destroyer. I have all of the social media, and I'm decently active on all of them now, so I can be gotten hold of on all of them just about any time. So that's where the people can find me if they so choose. Nice. I was trolling you on Twitch a little bit a little bit ago. Yeah, no, I saw that. I was getting messed with. It was real. I was extremely aggravated already. I was left in the middle of nowhere. I was completely lost. It was no, horrible. I know. I dropped that soundbite on you. Somebody else did it first, though. My brother. He does that all the time. But I got him back with the Nazgul one. <laughs> I actually got him. He's, like, notoriously difficult to jump scare, and I finally got him. I was like, oh, it's, like, 1v1000. Nice. What about you, D? Where can people find you at? People can find me on my website, microbrewgamers.com. Uh, I've got a YouTube channel, microbrewgamers, with a Z instead of an S. Uh, you can also find me, I've got a Discord, but you'll usually find me j- trolling a DNA uh, Discord. Uh, I've got a Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitch, but I'm barely ever on it. But uh, I, I'm thinking about picking it up one of these days, get some more uh, you know, more hours on there. But uh, yeah. Very nice. I am Cecil Xavier, your host. You can find me on Cecil vs. Games on Twitter, Cecil Xavier everywhere else. Uh, Ustream, Twitch, uh, Discord, Facebook, um, Grinder, Tinder, Bumble. I don't know. You just you can find me everywhere, Cecil Xavier. So if I'm not there, let me know. I'll upload there. I don't care. Um, I think my Pornhub account was closed, though. I have to check that. Anyway. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Podcast or Reviews help people find the show. So if you enjoy listening to us, let other people know um, so they can enjoy us too. Uh, you can find us on Google Play Music, Podcast Addict, Player FM, Spre- Spreaker, MyTuner, YourListen, um, Spotify, iHeartRadio, but pretty much anywhere you can normally find a podcast. If we're not there, let us know. We'll upload there. Happy to. Um, we have a partnership with Humble Bundle, where Humble Bundle is a game purchasing service with a twist. You can uh, you can buy games, but also donate to charity simultaneously. Um, we've got a cool new bundle out there that is actually 100% donating for cancer. 100% of, I think, all of it goes to cancer. Um, and it's got, like, Dead by Daylight on there. Um, crap, there was a couple other ones that were on there. There's one that I didn't have. Like, I had a whole bunch of the ones that were already on there, but there was one that I didn't have that I, it was, like, the top game. Crap. I forgot what it is, but I'll put it in the description if I can remember. Um, go check them out. Uh, if you have a slider, just make sure to put the question mark partner equals GNA podcast at the end. Uh, if you have a slider for us, put it all the way down to zero. We don't want your money. We just want to let the, let want you to let us know that we sent you there. Um, 
We have a website, www.gnapodcast.com. Uh, currently, we have all of our listings up there for our episodes, as well as we have links to our Teespring store. And actually, over we have articles over going to Microbrew Gamers website as well because we had delusions of grandeur putting articles up but it was just a lot easier to just point over to d since he actually writes articles and i just haven't gotten around to it yet um go check out our teespring store actually i just threw another uh, shirt up there that was made for my work it's a it's a fun sh- funny shirt about impact go check that out it's awesome go order it um yeah we should add a, a gna dildo bat to the store a gna well gna what sorry dildo bat to the store um dude if teespring will let Hell me yeah. i'll throw it up there i could probably get somebody to draw a dildo bat and just be like dildo bat on a shirt maybe that's a thing and i get it for zyber or i have artwork done with zyber holding a dildo bat you could do like keychains or pins or something with the dildo bat it's like put on all your stuff i could oh i could put you know hmm. i could put a die cast sticker of a dildo bat that would be wonderful. I'd slap it right on this wall behind me for every stream. I think I've got something I need to get done here. Think I do. Mm. Well, thank you both for joining me tonight. Um, and sorry for being such a short, short, short show. My chest is uh, is killing me. I've muted myself so many times to cough, and I think I might be getting throat cancer from the amount of cough drops I have been taking in. So, um, but again. Thank you both for joining me, and have a great night. Have a great night, man. See you later.